The horror. Oh, oh, the horror. What, what are you going on about there, Tommy? Well, it's just horrible, isn't it? I mean, you know, our Red Sox, man, they're, they're really suffered. Well, I, I guess if you take a look at it, it ain't all that great. No, look, I mean, we, we, we got, uh, let's see, who's Trevor Story? You know, he's been hurt. Tanner's got hurt. Wonka Wonka, you know, he got hurt. And, and now Hosma, you know, last night he hit his knee and, and he, he's out. It's, it's, it's horrible. And they traded Christian Vasquez in the Astros. Well, you gotta kind of rest things. It's gonna get better. Yeah, at least we got Chris Sale coming back. Well, about that. Oh, the horror indeed. Welcome back to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Harbinger, host. And we're glad to have you here. Oh, my gosh. Tommy and Jimmy are having a rough time as Boston Red Sox fans. And we'll give you a little bit more about what's happening with those folks in a bit. But first, let's get started with what's happening across all of MLB. What's happening with those standings? Who's leading? Who's not? And why? Let's let's start with the big picture, okay? The first thing is, who are the teams that are actually leading the MLB right now? Well, if we take a look at the last 10 games, it's interesting to look at the American League and see who's actually won the most games during that period? The Baltimore Orioles. That's right. They've got a 7-3 record in the last 10 games. If we move over to the National League, that's where it's really cooking. The Mets, they're 8-2 in the last 10 games. The Cardinals, the same, 8-2. Then we make the way, our way out there to the National League West. The Dodgers, they are 9-1 for the last 10 games. So National League is really getting exciting, especially at the top level, and looking at who may be those division winners. Let's break it down a bit more. Let's start with the National League East and the Mets, those mighty, mighty Steve Cohen Mets. Uh, I mean, it's, it was a great weekend to watch the Mets. You got to see Max Scherzer and the return of Jacob deGrom. Jacob did, <laughs> DeGrom did such a wonderful job. And as, as detailed here, by his manager, with all of his enthusiasm, Buck Showalter, here's what he had to say about DeGrom. He was uh, taught this game. Now we had 75 or 6, whichever came first. I didn't think he would be able to... You know, you have good stuff. It's not like you're having a one or two pitch at bat. So he was obviously efficient with his strikes. He, uh, did something. He was something indeed, <laughs> Buck Showalter. I love him. I think sometimes he's the master of understatement, but he, he hit it right there. When Buck mentioned 75-6, what he was talking about, that he expected to let DeGrom play where he would be able to pitch 75 pitches or go six innings. So Showalter let him go five and two-third innings. And what did that look like? Well, looking at a Fox Sports report here, it's kind of an interesting breakdown. You know, they mentioned, of course, that it had been like 13 months since DeGrom had been able to take the mound. And he did, in this game, he retired his first 17 batters. 12 of them were on strikeouts. And finally, I think he walked somebody in the sixth. So that ended his longest perfect game bid so he was amazing and if you want to know a little bit more about DeGrom you should probably check on baseball reference I know looking there a couple of things you can discover about DeGrom is that in the 2019 season let's see he played I think about oh, how many games he played 32 games in 2019 his ERA was 2.43 
2020 in that limited season had a 2.28. Uh, he has had his lowest ERA was at 1.7 in 2018. So I expect great things for him to, this year as well. And if that first performance is any indication of what he'll be doing for the rest of the year, wow. And not taking anything away from him. Pete Alonso, I think, hit a couple of home runs that game too. So the Mets are still on fire all the way before that. And the day before we got to see DeGrom come back after his 13-month delay, or that we got to see Max Scherzer with the Mets. And, man, that's a thing of sweet music when you get to see Max Scherzer on the mound. He did not disappoint. And the time he played, he struck out 11 of the players. And by that, see, both DeGrom and Scherzer were part of a five-game series with the Atlanta Braves World Series champions. And during those five games, the Mets took four of them. Four of them were wins by the Mets. Amazing team. I don't think there's much doubt that they will definitely carry the banner for the division of the National League East. However, the Braves are, what, seven games behind the Mets right now. You go down one more, the Phillies, they're 10 games back. The Marlins are 22 games back. And the Washington Nationals are 35 and a half games back behind the Mets. Ouch. You know, one thing I saw on the TV the other day was that one of the Mets and Braves game was a fight breaking out the stands. And to me, that just totally goes against the, what you want to see with baseball. To the other end of that, there was an action taken in a little league that a lot of those fans should take note of for their own behavior. Yeah, looking at an article this morning from Craig Calcaterra of Cup of Coffee, he noted in his newsletter, he said, in a Little League World Series regional yesterday, a pitcher inadvertently beamed a batter, and it became apparent that the pitcher was really, really rattled by what he had done. The batter, who was okay and who had taken first base, went to the mound and comforted the distraught pitcher, telling him that it was all okay. You know, and Craig goes on to say, you know, this is the star stuff which creates viral moments. In this case, it was a heartfelt viral moment. You know, those those are the images that all of us could emulate. And this child who got beamed in the head, I think he went down, but he got up, dusted himself off, went over to first. And the pitcher was obviously, you know, he was distraught about this. Well, the video and all this are going viral right now. I'm sure you've seen it on YouTube. If not, you can easily find it there. But it, it's a bit of great sportsmanship that I think all fans can learn something from. All right, while we were praising National League performance, looking towards Central, what we see is the Cardinals leading. And what are they? Oh, they're just 550 win percentage. They have a 60-game win and 49-loss record. However, they have won eight other last 10 games. Maybe that'll be a trend. Maybe it'll be whoever the heck they're playing. The Brewers are behind them by one game. One game behind the Cardinals. Woof. That's a tight NL Central. And uh, let's see who else. Oh, the Reds. The Reds, you know, they're under, uh, <laughs> they're almost under 400. They're 404. They're 16 games back. The Cubbies, they're 404. And again, 16 games back. The Pirates, 
16 and a half games back. Those last three teams, Reds, Cubs, Pirates, I don't think you'll see them in the National League wild card. Stranger things, but not likely. Okay, moving to the National League West. It is the number two one team across both leagues, across, across all of baseball. And I'm talking, of course, about Dave Roberts and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Their win-loss record right now is 76 wins and 33 losses. That gives the Dodgers 697 as their all-time high, I guess, at least for this year, winning percentage. And they've won nine again of their last 10 games. So, ooh, booyah. The Padres. The Padres. I was kind of hoping a lot for these guys. Yeah, early in the year, we talked about that Brandon and I. And, you know, they're doing okay, but they're actually 16 games behind the Dodgers. And the second in the you know, West, they are 549 for their winning percentage. And let's see, what to that? Uh, the Giants are 22 and a half games back. Diamondbacks, they are 26 games behind the Dodgers. And the Rockies are 28 and a half games back. So let's see, in both the case of the NL West and the NL Central, three teams are under 500. And when you go to the NL East, two teams are under 500. I'll say this about the Padres. I have great hope. I mean, could you believe what they did during the trades? It shook my eyebrows up. I thought Juan Soto, if he was going to go anywhere, he may wound up with the Yankees. Uh, Certainly somewhere else than where he did. I didn't see him being a Padre. I'd certainly saw, what, and Josh Bell joining him there, both of those guys leaving the Nationals. When I was talking to Brandon the other day, I said, Brandon, it's just not going to happen. Nationals are not going to get the money they want for Soto, and it just won't happen. And I don't think it was a half hour later that they posted, guess what, we've traded him. So anyway, it's going to be real interesting watching him there with the Padres, and I'm really curious to see if they can cl- – I don't think they'll close the gap completely with the with the Dodgers in the NL West, but I think they'll certainly see – one of the wild card spots. Okay, with all that fun looking at the National League, let's move over to the American League and what is happening there. American League, if you look across all 15 teams, you look across the AL East, the AL Central, and the AL West, there is one clear winner. No, there had been for the longest time, and that had been the Yankees. Right now, there they are in the AL East. Let's see, winning a percentage of 640. They've lost three. No, they've lost seven of their last 10 games. And if I jump down to the AL West, the Astros are doing phenomenal. Now, they've only won five of their last 10, but they share the same percentage. They also have a 640 win-loss percentage. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit more about the Yankees. Here it is. It's Wednesday morning, and, you know, living here on the East Coast, sometimes it's difficult to catch a West Coast game. And the Yankees played the Mariners last night. And that was a stupefying game. It was insane. If you watched it, there was some really great pitching done by both Luis Castillo with the Mariners and Garrett Cole with the Yankees. For the Yankees, Garrett Cole, he pitched seven innings. And during that time, he had eight strikeouts. If we look at the Mariners, 
Luis Castillo, he pitched eight innings, and he had seven strikeouts. Now, this was a 13-inning game. It wound up that the Mariners wound up using a total of, what, five? Yeah, five different pitchers. And if we take a look at the Yankees, they wound up using a total of seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's it, seven pitchers. And so after Garrett Cole pitched for seven, Aronis Chapman came up for one, Clay Holmes for another, Scott Efros, Wendy Peralta, there's another Peralta, that's three of my watch last night, Lou Trevino, and uh, Jonathan Lasagia. Jonathan, I apologize if I said your name wrong. But Jonathan, being the last pitcher up, was also the one who gave up the one and only run scored in that 13-inning game. Woof. Well, if you think that's something, so you were talking about a basically a, maybe a four-hour game a little more last night, and then they're playing an afternoon game today in Seattle. So the Mariners and the Yankees will be taking the field here shortly. <laughs> I don't know who's left. It'll be interesting to see what they do with, with the pitching staff, and I'm sure they're going to be th- expecting a whole lot more from their starters on each team. I bet there's no batting practice today. What do you think? Yeah, I'm sure those bones are kind of weary after what a 13-inning game last night and then having to play an afternoon game today. But we've been watching the Yankees go on a slow slide. If I look back, oh, just say a month ago, let's see, June 10th, 2022, how were the Yankees holding up then? Well, they were still leading the AL East Division. And as a matter of fact, I mean, they were leading everywhere because what they had at that point, they had a winning percentage of 724. That's right, 724. At that point, they had 42 wins and 16 losses. So early on, I think a lot of people were saying, that's the team to beat. And back then, in June, we were looking at Toronto being behind them by seven and a half games, the Rays eight games, Boston, 11 and a half games, and Baltimore, 18 and a half. So what's the AL East look like right now? Well, the Yankees, like I said, they get a 640 win percentage. The Blue Jays are 10 and a half games back. The Rays are 12. The Orioles are only 12 and a half games back. And the Red Sox, they are 17 games back. So quite significant. If we look back then in, in June, Baltimore was at a disadvantage with Boston by they were seven games back. And if we look at what's going on right now in the MLB standings, the Orioles have superseded the Red Sox, and the Red Sox are four and a half games behind the Orioles. Woof. You know, at one point earlier in the season, it looked like the American League would have all three division leaders, and then you were going to have the Blue Jays, Rays, and Red Sox, as each of those is one of the wild cards. Well, it's looked like that's changed. We'll get back to the wild card here in a minute. Let's go down the remaining divisions in the American League. If we look at American League Central, Brandon and I both pretty much had picked the White Sox to be leading this. And right now, they only have a 509 winning percentage, but they're only a game and a half behind the the Twins, who are leading the whole thing with, you know, a 523 win percentage. 
Actually, they're sharing that position with the Guardians. So one and a half games back, the White Sox can pull up. But right now, the Twins are leading that division. And the Guardians, you know, like I said, they're, uh, they're matched side by side. Royals, not surprisingly, much further down. They're 13 games back. And the Tigers are uh, 15 games back. But once again, looking at who's actually carrying the most, doing the best in the American League in the last 10 games, yep, it is the Orioles, 7-3. and three. And then uh, we look at Central, three of them are 6-4 and four for their last 10 games, and that is where we're seeing whatever strength there may be. Uh, AL Central, I don't know if I'd say it was the weakest division, but when you look at Royals and Tigers, you normally think, eh, maybe not so much. The teams in the AL East, one I would have thought, you know, was generally in the past, I would have said a little weak. The Orioles have really stepped up. And going back to the AL East just for a moment, when Brandon and I talked toward the beginning of the season, we expected greater things of the Blue Jays. We expected greater things of the Orioles. And I don't think either one of us expected the Yankees to be doing quite as well as they are. Amazing stuff. Let's move to the AL West, and not surprisingly, the Astros are leading the whole thing there. Dusty Baker is taking that team up to, it looks like they've got this division sensed. We'll see, because right behind them are the Mariners with 11 and a half games back. The Rangers are 22 games back. Let's see, Angels, come on, people. Didn't we all think the Angels were going to do better? I mean, you got a guy who's a fantastic designated hitter. And a great pitcher, Shohei Otani. And until recently, Mike Trout was with them. But once again, injuries plague him. It, we're looking at they're They're under 500. The Rangers are above them under 500. The Athletics at the very bottom are 369. Uh, they've, <laughs> oh gosh, they've lost, or I should say, they've won three of their last seven games, meaning the Athletics. Uh, the Mariners have just really taken fire. You know, they beat up on the Yankees recently. And I think a lot started almost like a month ago when the Yankees lost one game to the Blue Jays. I think it was about 23-5. to Gosh, tough times, boys and girls. But of a lot of excitement going on, like I said, today's Wednesday. And uh, it was great to see DeGrom come back. But coming back, looking at uh, some other injuries, starting out today with the show, Tommy and Jimmy, they are saddened and are about to be saddened finding out that Chris Sale, you know, he's he was finally returning to the um, to the Boston Red Sox this season, and lo and behold, damn, the man was in a bike accident, hurt his wrist, and he's not going to be able to play this season now. It is a tough, tough season to be a Red Sox fan. I send out my sympathies to you guys. I wish you all the best, but honestly, I'm real excited about seeing the Orioles climb up. And while I love the Tampa Bay Rays, I would love to see them to continue to grow, meaning the Orioles. And the wild card, let's see here. The uh, Of course, you got the three division leaders, and we're talking about the Yankees, the Astros, and Cleveland and Minnesota kind of neck and neck there. But uh, you look at the wild card teams right now, it's Toronto, Seattle, and Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay is holding on by a whisper. Because Baltimore is right behind them. Tampa Bay has a 532 win loss record, Baltimore 527, and beneath them is Cleveland 
in Minnesota with a 523. Mm-mm-mm. Should be interesting, boys and girls. So keep watching the games. A lot of exciting things going out there. We'll keep you up to date with anything new. We've got some interviews coming up and some uh, episodes here quickly. You should check out some of our more recent episodes, like uh, the one on BAT. BAT's an acronym for Baseball Assistance Team. And we had the pleasure of talking with Eric Nelson on that. He shared with us how their organization, as a charity, helps a lot of people in the baseball family, folks who are in need, whether it be minor leaguers, clubhouse people, players, coaches, managers, even umpires. So that's a good recent interview we had. We also had one with Lou Schiff and a part one and part two. Lou is a Marlins fan. He's also a judge, a lawyer who also teaches law and uh, <laughs> has a class called Baseball in the Law. So check out those episodes as well. I want to thank you once again for joining us here at Baseball Biz as always. Kudos also to Brandon Noe, who, while not recording with me today, he was very instrumental in gathering a lot of the data. You can find Baseball Biz here. You can find Baseball Biz on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere. We'd love to have you guys come back and whatever portal works best for you, go ahead and listen to us, like us, download us. And once again, we look forward to talking with you guys real soon. Special thanks to X-Take RUX for the music rocking forward. You know, you have good stuff. It's not like you're having a one or two pitch at bat.